Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. As you know, if you're finding it difficult to pay the mortgage up to now, my goodness, how difficult is it going to be to pay it from here on in? We speak to Dr. John McCord from Ulster University, who's an expert in the field. John, good morning. Good morning, Frank. This is a very worrying time, especially for anyone on a mortgage where they had pushed the envelope to secure the one they have. They're going to, they're going to find it difficult. Um, yes, they most certainly are. I mean, what, on average, what we're going to see is those who um, are on a mortgage at which is a variable rate will immediately see probably anywhere in the range of £100 a month increase. Um, um, but there's a bigger picture at play as well, Frank, in relation to the, the outwith of all the low borrowing that we've had in the past and, and a lot of people on fix, uh, fixed term dates. Uh, so by way of example, the Office of National Statistics um, have identified that there's about 1.3 million people in the United Kingdom that are remortgaging this year. So they would have been remortgaging at um, under 2%, and now they're going to be coming out into an environment where this is most likely going to be 6 to 6.5%. So in, in you know on the ground, what that will look like financially is an increase in mortgage by about four to five hundred pounds per month, which is six thousand pounds that they need to find after tax per year. So, an, an increase of four hundred pounds a month. What what mortgage is that? What borrowing is that based on? Well, that, that's just uh, simply if, if, for example, if you take someone that was on in this low um, mortgage interest rate environment. So, say for example, anything under two percent, that's that's now not actually not going to hold true. Um, there, any mortgage that they will come out into now will be in and around, um, you know, base rate of five percent plus. So it's it's really it's really quite um, a severe economic situation. So it doesn't matter how much you've borrowed, you're going to be seeing hundreds of pounds of an increase. Uh, ab- absolutely. Naturally, of course, the more you borrow, the, the more that that will uh, result in a higher uh, mortgage payment. Um, but Certainly across the board, um, there's going to be a considerable, considerable jump for all consumers. There will be people who have allowed for that, who maybe have a bit more disposable income and who aren't going to be struggling as a result. But as I said at the very outset, anyone who was finding it a challenge to pay the mortgage, they, they, what are the options open to them? Because they're not going to be able to afford another £400 a month. 
Well, I mean, that's exactly it, Frank. I mean, just to say there is a, a real affordability conundrum here for people that are in, going to have to remortgage. Um, so in some cases, they may not have the affordability. Um, the bank may not accept that, that they meet their lending criteria, um, particularly whenever it's stressed. Um, and it could very well result in people having to put their house up for sale. Um, in relation to the, the, the discretionary income, um, Northern Ireland isn't quite as bad as our cousins across the water. Um, but what we are also seeing with um, this hit to mortgagors is exactly that. That disposable income is going to reduce, and we're sort of approximating that to be anywhere in the range of 6 to 10%. But for some people, of course, um, who might be might be a little stretched, our circumstances might have changed during the period when they did remortgage. It could be anywhere up to 20%. So ultimately, we're going to see people paying potentially 40% more mortgages, but with a 20% less disposable income. That is really scary, isn't it? Uh, it is. It's. Uh, I mean, it's. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, it's, it's the out, out with really of monetary economics. It is certainly complex, and this is this goes back to some of the criticisms around the monetary, um, the the Bank of England's decision actually to the hike rates over quite a truncated period of time. Uh, I mean, there's some schools of thought which have suggested they should have taken the, the lead of the Financial Reserve in the US, who, whilst inflation was low, did start to creep um, and hike mortgage rates up by um, 25 basis points um, over a period of time to try and ensure that inflation didn't um, grip the, the market. Um, of course, the Bank of England indicated that, well, inflation is transitionary, but I think we're actually starting to see that it's not, um, and it's here, and it's being very, very resilient, um, particularly around food prices, and that's really what's causing um, the situation that we're in. What, what is, is inflation the main difference in relation to where we were, say, 20 years ago? Because I, I just noticed the, the other day that we were running around the year, around 2002, we were running at 6% then, in terms of the interest rate. Yeah, yes, I mean, the, the interest rate, um, it's slightly different scenarios. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking about... Uh, particularly in relation to the global financial crisis, was was more led by um, came from from the housing sector itself. Um, but the, there's there's differences here because we're also seeing um, increases in pay, um, but we've also a number of different factors. We we'll have to take this back to the macro prudential policy from in and around uh, the COVID period and before and after. And what you'll see is the government were printing money, quantitative easing into the system, but normally that stays within the financial sector and props up the markets. Whereas what we've seen during COVID was that money go directly out into the economy and people had more money in their pockets than and the, the largest savings that they've ever had in history. So that then practically has a, 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 a knock-on effect then on demand and supply, and particularly um, with the limited manufacturing and agricultural output over that period. Then, not too far after the advent of the Ukraine Ukrainian war, um, we are seeing um, that real price surge and price drive, including across energy, stable cores, those, the, the energy and the, the, food, uh, the food sector. And it's, that's the issue. The Bank of England have a target of 2% in relation to inflation. And the only tool that they have in the box, really, to try and stop people spending their money is to take it off them 
through, in this instance, um, hiking mortgage rates, so they don't spend, and it then brings prices back down. It's an incredibly complex mathematical situation, which, of course, and I, I put my hand up, you know, that uh, I need to listen to experts like you to fully grasp what's going on at any one time. But one of the things I have noticed, and I think most people would have noticed, in my lifetime, it's been rare for interest rates to be running at about 1.5 to 2%, and they have been for the best part of the, the last decade. Uh, yes, Frank, and that's, that's an artificial environment. I mean, without saying it, it's, it's been too good for too long. Um, and really that's where some of the, 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 um, the criticism starts when, when you're looking just retrospectively. And there, I mean, there were calls from some economists a number of years ago to say that we actually do need to start, um, gently hiking our interest rates to try and ensure that the, these type of situations don't happen. So, I mean, on that hand, the, the, the bank are in a bit of a quagmire. They don't want to spook the markets. But at the same time, we are now in a position where the markets are, are fairly spooked. Um, and that, what they're actually looking for now is, is the policy and the policy errors. Um, and there's other considerations around this. I mean, we're also told recently that the stock of our debt is about 100% of our GDP, and just over, actually. Um, so our, the debt owed really is bigger than our share of productivity. Uh, and that, is, that has implications financially, because the government did then have to service that debt um, at a higher rate. Um, that has to be paid probably around to the tune of $50 billion per month on just servicing the debt, which is more than you know costs, I think, for, for schools, for example. And then what will happen with that is that that will, will feed its way back into mortgage interest rates. So really, I mean, quite a lot of economists would have been watching the markets yesterday to see how the markets reacted. Because, I mean, really this, this 0.5, this 50 basis point hike was an aggressive move by the Bank of England to ring the alarm bells on the inflation and essentially try to stop it in its tracks. Uh, because they would have been particularly concerned by the, the core inflation increase from 6.8% to 7.1%. So, and really, Frank, this, where this all culminates, and particularly in relation to the housing market, is we we are going to be in for um, short-term pain. And it's really high now. The the government are conducting a, a, an emergency summit or holding an emergency summit today with lenders and, and building societies. And one would expect the government here to try and lean very heavily on the learning uh, the lending fraternity. To try and you know help customers in this situation. In the meantime, do you see the housing market just becoming stagnant? Um, there's, an, there's a number of factors at play. Um, what we're actually going to see come into the housing market is uh, generally there's about 150,000 mortgage renewals per month, or 35, but up 30 to 35,000 per week. So it, this is going to depend on how the lending fraternity, what products they make available, what products they remove from the market, and indeed what comes out of this um, emergency summit today. So people may be given options of payment holidays that we've seen over COVID. Um, we may see them being able to move from a capital repayment mortgage to an interest-only mortgage. 
Um, and there's other, we also might be able to see them extending their mortgage uh, period, uh, the term of their mortgage period, say from example 25 years to 35 years to reduce that cost down. Um, I have to say it's crucial that if these things are, are touted as, you know, arsenals and the tool to try and help people during this period of time, it has to be done without penalty and there has to be limited bureaucracy and red tape because this could um, really cause you know, people great hardship. People could lose their homes. Um, it will, that will spill over then into the courts and then into the other areas. Um, and there really is a need for maybe some outside-the-box thinking here. I mean, if you go back to Thatcher times when, in, when interest was high, uh, they applied a... a um, Mortgage relief, essentially, whereby you know you your mortgage was was um, before you could take a mortgage out before tax. Um, now we we do have some lenders who are, who are trying to, to actually help consumers, and some are suggesting that they will offer variable rates which are zero point one percent above that base rate. So you may go in that if it was now five point one percent. But the theory and rationale of that would be is then as the bank then start to um, move interest rates back down, then your mortgage would start to fall. So there, there, I have to say there is some appetite within the sector to try and to try and help consumers in, in this uh, in this area in relation to their housing. Uh, and just finally, John, every crisis brings opportunity. Where's the opportunity for people in this? Is there a vulture sitting, make it, prepared to swoop, or um, is that is that individual or set of individuals more difficult to find? Uh, Frank, this is all cyclical. I mean, by way of example, if what's happening now will have particularly you'll have quite a lot of landlords as well that will be on buy to let mortgages and those landlords might be coming out of those terms but given that what we know about the composition of our landlord structure in northern ireland you could very well see that this is going to be the the death knell for many landlords um it's it's it effectively they're going to this is going to be the thing which will push them out of the market so if that pushes them out of the market, that will then bring property to the housing market, which will have implications in relation to demand and supply. It may be good for first-time buyers. Um, however, what that's actually also doing at the same time is um, resulting in further um, challenges to the actual rental market. Um, which it's going to drive up prices within that sector itself. Um, and again, that will likely result in a number of um, evictions and people having extreme unaffordability within the rental sector. Um, the yield at the minute for an investor isn't actually very attractive. Um, and of course, you know, the, it's the, the borrowing needs to be there as well, and it's not particularly a good time to borrow. So in relation to the vultures that you say, the only ones that I think um, would would say a really good opportunity would be probably those with a bank account like yourself, Frank. <laughs> I wish, I wish. But if you're cash rich, it may be a time to to make your move. Um, uh, John, it's it's such a worrying thing. Uh, and just finally, for people who are sitting over a cup of tea listening to this, who are just you know in pain thinking about what the financial move is going to be for them or what their next move might be. What would your advice be to them? They need to speak to their lender, don't they? They need to, they need to be proactive. 
Yes, and I think that that's, that's one of the things that's going to be impressed upon today at the emergency summit, that people should not, you know, there, there, there should be a dim view taken of anyone that would, might just because a, a, a um, mortgage or asked to, to, to speak to a lender, that it, it automatically puts a red flag. Um, I mean, my advice would be that there, th- this is going, certainly this looks like it, there will be further um, hikes in interest rates into 2024. And I, I, this is a moving face, but that's what the signals start, are starting to suggest. Um, so it, really, it would be speak to a mortgage advisor um, or speak to your lender and work out uh, on the basis of your your financial um, your financial state, you know, what is the best option for you. Now, it's hard to know, but we're, none of us are clairvoyants. So we don't know how long this will last. Um, in some instances, it may be, you know, a, a, a payment holiday may be uh, the best thing. Um, in others, it might be moved or maybe more long term from repayment interest. But that comes with a health warning and that that will have to be paid back um, at a later point in time. But certainly it seems to me that one of the best, better options might be to temporarily extend your mortgage term, say, from, for example, 25 years to 35 years. And that will still allow that repayment and that interest repayment, but it will just stretch it over a little longer period. Ultimately, however, you may pay, you may end up paying a little more, but it is something um, which may sort of be a halfway house for, for, for many people yeah, who will be considering that. could be the difference between keeping your property or having to let it go. Uh, worrying times, John, but thank you for being so uh, clear on the descriptions. Thank you very much for guiding us through it. No problem. Thanks. Thank you, Frank. That's uh, Dr. John McCord, uh, expert, obviously, in the field from Ulster University with us here on the U105. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.